0: when I preach that there can be in in me some powerful feelings of deja vu. Did I just tell this story last week? Did I just use that illustration? And one of the reasons for me having powerful deja vu here is this is one of the Jesus stories I use wherever I go as an opener. The transfiguration is one. This is another hinge point of history that is missed. Absolutely missed when it's read. And so I use these two a lot, and I've I've used this story that in John chapter two that we're going to do today. I'll, I've used it recently in Texas. I've used it around, and I used it last week right here on this stage. And you don't know about that because I wasn't. We we like to always be prepared to make sure that we're there for our people around the world. And what is it now? 18 countries? Is that correct? That we know of? 17, 18? Yeah, the, the, all over. And please check in if you have not. I want to be ready for you. And so I stood here last week and recorded this story. And then I got home in time. So we're going to do it now. And if you don't like the telling of this story, let's assume the recorded version was better. (laughs) And that I'm just weary after driving the Florida Turnpike, which they have big signs. The less stress way, they're lying. But anyway, anyway, this is one of those stories that we miss because we run to the wine. Now, there may be days that you're going to run to the wine, but let's, let's be careful here. And John chapter 2 is one of the most human stories in Scripture. You'll find out why I mean that in a bit. But also, there is something in there that explains a lot about what we do here at Our Safe Harbor and what you're allowed to do wherever you are and why you're allowed to do it. You didn't think you'd hit theology in this story, because every time anybody goes to this, it's Jesus turning water into wine. And therefore, when you're little kids, you will have um, these these little beakers of water, and the teacher will be talking to you. And as the teacher is directing your attention over here, they're dropping some red food coloring in. And then they step back, and the kids are going, wow, how did this happen? and it's it's the flash it's the miracle that always gets our attention but pay attention to what doesn't get your attention oh we'll start on the third day a wedding took place at cana in galilee jesus's mother was there and jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding now it's a very awkward phrasing if you were to present this as a novel to someone they would say, no, no, wait a minute, um, you need to say Jesus' mother, Jesus and the disciples were there. Not there for a reason. At weddings, women are there. They're there. And they are paying attention. And the guys just, they're invited. And they just show up, hoping maybe there'll be cake eventually. That's all that they can really hope for. I can remember early in our marriage when Cammie would say things like, did you notice that person's shoes? She doesn't do that anymore because I've never noticed. I never really cared. And then you, they get more and more complicated. Jesus, they're just there. All right. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Now, I'm already into this story. Because here Jesus is just chilling, he had to go to a wedding. So they're just standing around now. Now evidently there'd been a lot of wine. We don't know if the cake had been served yet, but this has been an all right moment. But if you walk up to any other human being, male, and say they're out of wine, they're just going to say, bummer. Tell Habib to bring the camel around. We'll, We'll leave. We're done. That's not the way this works. Because when women say, there is no wine, that's not what they mean. When women say, there is no wine, they think they're saying, fix it. Jesus, being the, the maker of woman, 1.0, knew that. So he responds correctly. And he says, woman, by the way, the woman, when they said it, is more like, dear lady. Uh, when we go, Woman. Uh, you're in for a bad day. Here, it's it's a very kind, you know, woman. Why do you involve me? My, Jesus said, "My hour is not yet come." I'll just go ahead here. <clears throat> Jesus, his mother said to the servants, "Do whatever he tells you." Let's review. She didn't tell him to do anything, but she thinks she did. He knows that she wants him to do something. And he says, no. She heard him say, sure. <laughs> Is this ringing a bell? And anybody? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's almost like when, when you, your wife's tired, perhaps, and you say, would you like to go out to eat? And she goes, oh, OK, which means you did that right. You know, where would you like to go? Oh, it doesn't matter. It matters. Oh, it matters. If you're ordering dinner out of a clown's mouth, you're a dead man. (laughs) If you rummage in your wallet for a coupon, you're a dead man at this stage. it is, it is so, and and I tell this story frequently. It never happened. Uh, I actually got it from Deborah Tannen back in the eighties, but it's just a perfect little encapsulation story. So let's say Cammy and I are driving down the road and Cammy says to me, would you like ice cream? And I think for a while. A little internal audit. I go, no, not really. I drive home. I'm in trouble. Now, I'm not allowed to know why I'm in trouble. So, as most men do, as I notice that she's doing things with a bit more enthusiasm than necessary, you know, boom, you know, <laughs> crash. You're, you, you start reviewing the last six months. All right, where did I go wrong? What happened? What could I have I possibly said, done, or not said, or done? And then what you do is you, 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 you've got to protect your body. So you stick your head around the, the, the door jam, and you also put your voice up high. Have you ever noticed that? It's to make them think, oh, this is a vulnerable child. I will not kill them. And, you, and you'll say, honey, is everything okay? And you'll get, I'm fine, everything's fine. What's not fine? So we know it's not fine. And we that we never know. We're never told one day. We wake up in a nursing home. And we look over and Cammie's hand is hovering over the life support system plug. <clears throat> and you go, why? She'll say, well, you didn't get ice cream. Never yeah, they never forget. Yes, that's very true. Um, they, and again, they don't have to write it down. This is Women are more complicated because when God made them, he'd had practice. And so he corrected the faults and created a more complex being. Men are not complex. If you just pet us and feed us, we're like a dog. That's fine. That's all we really are looking for. And so here, it is just amazing. They have no more wine. Mom, you do whatever he tells you to do. And you can almost see Jesus going, this is gonna cause all kinds of trouble in Protestant churches everywhere. But here we go. And, and don't act like it isn't. You know, the difference between a Methodist and a Baptist is a Methodist will wave at each other in the liquor store. I, I, by the way, I had, a, I had some ramrod straight, easily offended um, Church of Christ guys come up to me once and said, you're insulting Methodists. And Methodists were standing right there going, nope, that's us. Uh, uh, so anyway... Nearby stood six stone jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Now, we don't get this. We, we, we miss this transition. This has nothing to do with wine. This has nothing to do with water you would drink. Jesus could have replenished the wine at a distance without doing anything except wanting it to be. The wine, if they were using wine skins, it would just slowly and he would not be involved or he could have refilled the amphorae, the, the jars they used for, for wine. He didn't do that. He looks over at the bathroom and we miss this. We absolutely miss it. That Why would he turn this way? There's a reason he turned this way and if you don't get it, You miss what is going on. This is water you'd use to wash before your meal. This is water that was used ceremonial for washing because, as most people do, they would wash before. But the Pharisees and and many of the other people had picked up on this as well. Uh, Do you remember when they, they criticized Jesus and his apostles because they didn't wash before they ate? Well, that wasn't Hygiene. They had a ceremony where you'd wash, then you'd raise the hand, and there was a prayer that they would pray as the water dripped off this elbow. And then you'd do this, and then you'd pray as the water dropped off this elbow. That's these jars. That makes them completely unclean. You're not allowed to have these near anything that goes on your face or in your body. The Jews had strict separation. And if you've been, uh, if you have friends that are Orthodox Jews or conservative Jews, those are two different things and there are denominations within. But you, if you go to conservative or Orthodox Jews and they invite you in your home, you will see that they, their kitchen's divided into two. There's, you know, milk never meets meat is one. But also, they have a separate set of dishes for you. Because you are, your Gentile. Now that never offended me at all. Uh, somebody practicing their faith doesn't bother me. And I understood what it was all about. You know, I had a doctor that was a Jewish man, very devout Jew, and he probably saved my life back in the 80s, but he would never shake my hand. And I'm good with that. I understood. I'm outside your community. I always wondered, how did you get this deep in me, but you won't shake my hand? I guess it's uh, anyway. <clears throat> I didn't say that because he was nice and he saved me. So over here, you have these jars. There'd been splassage around. This isn't what the water one uses at all. It breaks all the rules. And that's the point. Jesus didn't have to break a single rule, but he chose to. Why would you choose to? Well, it amazes me the people that don't pay attention to the Sermon on the Mount. When Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 repeatedly says, you've heard it said, but I say to you. You've heard it said, but I say to you. And I've had people come at me then and say, no, no, all he's doing is teaching them. Well, the, the law's still good, but you just need to understand. No. He said, you've heard it said. And he quoted scripture and he said, but I say. The Old Testament had over 610 rules between 611, 613, according to how you count. And yes, there are grown, grown adult people who fight over this. No need. Uh, there are many hills of which to die. This is not one of them. 610 plus rules. Worship, eating, hygiene, community, organization. In the New Testament, brace yourself, people. We don't have a description of a worship service. We don't even have the term worship service. In churches where I was, there were things that you are allowed to do, but many things you could not. But if they wanted to bring in something you were not allowed to do, let's say a Christian university was coming through and they brought their chorus. Well, we don't do choruses. This is in my old tribe. And we, we can't do that. So what they would do is they'd have their worship service and have a closing prayer. Then they could get up and do it. Like, All right, God, we're not worshiping now. I'm not sure that that was a good thing to be saying to him, frankly. I'm not one of those who believes that everything you do is worship at all. I know that many of my friends do, and they're really smart. And so I'm not trying to say they're not. I'm just saying I know there are things I do which is not worship. Mowing a lawn is one of those. I I don't understand it. He made things grow and stop. He, grass could have been done that way. <clears throat> four inches stops. If a cow eats on it, it'll grow back to four. No, no, it's going to grow. And so Patrick has to get out there and push the mower. I, we have discussions, God and I, about this fault in the universe. And yet, he has not ameliorated the situation, which makes me concerned that perhaps I'm in the wrong. Jesus... I was going to do something here. He said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them to the brim, which again was never done. Why? Because if you do this and they're in the brim, what happens? It goes out. It goes on you. You are unclean. You can't come to the wedding. Fill them to the brim. And, it, <laughs> and so they filled them to the brim. I have to ask you a question here. If you're one of the servants, would you have done it? Now, you have no idea what he's doing. You, you don't know what his mama just told him and think she asked him. You have none of this. If he says, fill them to the brim, why would you fill them to the brim when that's not done? Back up, Mary says, you do whatever he tells you. And here we need to talk about Mary. We're coming up here in December uh, really quick and it's my favorite time of the year and I was listening to Trans-Siberian Orchestra on the way in, and I know some of you say, not before Thanksgiving, but if you like turkeys more than baby Jesus, I I just don't know. I don't know how I can help. Last year, we did have a traditional Thanksgiving regardless of COVID. We invited our neighbors over, we fed them, and then we killed them and took their land. But Christmas, (laughs) Christmas is huge. And if you ever got in my brain, you'd pay money to get out. We have established this. I love Christmas, And and you see Mary, and what is Mary? Mary's always white, a little surprise, always wearing blue, usually baby blue, sometimes royal blue, little white headband under it, almost always. And normally not looking at you directly unless you're Catholic, when she's blessing you. And I think, you know, at least you're making eye contact and, and I appreciate that. But all the others are off to the side. She's either holding the baby or the dying Jesus, little glow. People, Mary had a brutal life. And let me also do this. About this time, people who really I think probably mean well, but they haven't really thought it through will say, they hate the song "Mary Did You Know?" Because of course she knows, and she knew, because God told her. You can know what's going to happen, but you don't really know it till you go through it." And we're going to do a Monday morning message about this. You, how many of you, you know, knew what was going to happen when you decided to have a baby? that you really didn't know about birth and the trauma of that until you had the baby. And women are the toughest beings on the planet because they'll, they'll go through that and then say, let me do that again. Not a, not a, not a man on the planet. But they're going, no, 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 no. Uh, the world ends here. Uh, women are tough like that. But what about joining, you know, my son joined the Marine Corps. We watched videos on what was going to happen to him in boot camp. So, Duncan, did you know? Yeah, but he didn't. So, stop that. Mary is a person. And she went through this, and her children, according to Scripture, did not believe her own story. They thought she was a fallen woman. They thought that she had slept with somebody else or been raped or whatever. But the people of the community would have treated her the same way, which is incredibly tragic. Whether it was forcible, a power differential, or whether it was consensual. That was just the world in which they lived. She would have had scars on her hands. She would have had calluses. She would have had a stoop at this age. Because it's old age about now. And there have been lines there. And I can just see her saying, do it. And they're going, we'll do it. Mary's tough. I have a huge amount of respect for Mary. Then Jesus said, Now, draw some out. Take it to the master of the banquet. (laughs) Oh, goodness sake. Um, In every Jesus story, there's a point where I have to ask myself would I do it? And we're already at the third one here. I wouldn't have messed with the water wine issue at all, I wouldn't have filled it to the brim. And are you serious? Every now and then, as I'm I'm traveling bets and speaking places, somebody will invite me back for the lunch, and I'll go back to lunch, and there'll be this little kid come up, hand me a little plastic cup of water, and I'll smile and say, thank you. And I'll start thinking, what can they reach? (laughs) What source of water is available to this three-foot-tall individual? That's what Jesus just did. This was considered bathroom, toilet, dirty water. Now, he's asking the caterers who make their living by word of mouth. There was an amazing scarcity of bulletin boards and internet ads and the like. To take that cup and take it to the boss who hired them. And whose word will have a lot to do with whether or not they ever have another wedding. I I think these people are unsung heroes. I'm, who would do this? Somebody did. God bless them. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water. The water that had been turned into wine. You see, notice how that was kind of like, and it became wine. No, there's none of that in there. It's like incidental, because that's not what it's about. It's not about the wine. Did you ever notice that before? There's no big reveal. There's no big ta-da. Get the water out of the jar. Take it to him. Master tasted it that had been turned into wine. I even wonder if it had been turned into wine on the way, just to make sure they did it. He did not realize where to come. By the way, John, John, Apostle John, your, your gospel is my favorite gospel. No No question but we didn't need that sentence. He did not realize where it'd come from. Had he realized it, he wouldn't have tasted it. There are several times I'll talk to God and say, if you could have left this out and given us a little bit more about the childhood of Jesus or about the, God, God did not write the Bible, nor did he design the church or create the universe for it to please me. And we need to remember that sometimes, don't we? He did it because it was right to do the way he did it. So, the servants who'd drawn the water knew, then he called the bridegroom aside. Can you imagine the tense nature of that exchange? Um, come here. Servants are easing toward the door. He says, um, everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you've saved the best till now. Let's face it, that is the strategy, right? Now, I'm not, we're, I'm not a wine person. I, don't under, I, I, can, I can basically tell the color. Uh, I, I don't have much of an interest in it. Uh, but I'm sure that you would bring out the best stuff because that's what we do. The taste buds, after a while, start going, we don't care anymore. And so then the other wine comes out. I have a, a, had a good brother in Christ who wrote a whole book trying to say that this was grape juice. Doesn't work. Put it in a sentence. Everybody brings out the best grape juice. And then when people are thoroughly graped, they bring out, you know, we start with the Welch's. We move to the Aldi. It's done in stages. Sorry, Aldi employees. You're wonderful people. <laughs> You're not Welches, though. Uh, anyway, it's just, it amazes me that we try, I, I did this, they asked me to actually teach on this in Searcy, Arkansas once. Uh, yep, yep. And at that time, White County was dry. And I looked at him, and I said, are you aware that either Jesus could not have done the miracle in your county, or he would have done it, and you would have arrested the Son of God. If He'd done it 15 miles that way, it'd been fine. They, uh, they weren't amused. <laughs> Although they are no longer a dry county, so I'm not sure if I'm taking the blame for that. But you've saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which He revealed His glory. And his disciples believed in him. Now you can make a case that the sign was the water to wine. I've heard people make that case. I think they have a point. I just don't think it's a convincing one. What Jesus did there was look at all the rules. All of the detritus of the centuries. All of the extra rules the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes put on people. All of those barriers between you and God. Gone. Done with it. We're taking the water, bath water of obligation and tradition and turning it into celebratory wine. A lot. Did you notice how much? 120 to 180 gallons of it. A lot of joy. (laughs) And the source of it, was purposefully breaking the rules that had waited on their shoulders for centuries. And so those of you that are still panicked over me saying there's not even a description of a worship service, and you're running to 1 Corinthians 11, that was a communion meal, which we're told was daily from house to house, by the way. If that needs, And don't run to Acts 20 verse 7 to prove that it happened on the first day of the week. Because they did gather to take the Lord's Supper on the first day of the week. But they didn't. They had to wait until after midnight. A guy died, was resurrected. So it was Monday when they took it. So don't try to do that. In fact, whenever the worship rules began to grate between a, a bunch of them. They went to the elders in Jerusalem and said, what do we do? And the elders in Jerusalem in Acts 15 said... Leave each other alone and refuse to answer the argument about how to worship. Instead, just say, just don't act like pagans and worship. It's our rules too. I've had people tell me, you know, we only listen for the music. <laughs> we don't listen to your lesson. We just do the Monday morning thing. It's shorter. And I'll go, that's fine. That's fine. I've had other people say, we just, like Kevin, we just use your sermons. That's fine. I've had other people not use them at all. That's fine as well. Uh, And understandable. I just want you to understand what Jesus did here. It was this that revealed his glory. Because Jesus comes between all of that and us and says, Peace on earth. We like you. Goodwill toward men. In fact, whenever Anna and and Simeon see the baby Jesus, they say, now has come the salvation of the world. Because this is going away. This is going away. Now, we go over here. By the way, it's kind of like clapping. Was it a church a couple of years ago when they sang the Lord liveth? There's, it's an older song. But there's a clapping part. And you would hear the Lord liveth. Nothing. About halfway through, one clap, little kid. I don't know, a little girl about four or five years old, I'm going, somebody got the spirit. You know, it's kind of like the old story of the person that's just weaving back and forth and saying, you know, thank you, Jesus, and like, and the usher's going, shh. She goes, I can't help it, I got the spirit, and he goes, you didn't get it here. (laughs) You can get it here. Now, your worship may not look like mine, and you might have different kinds of songs. You might have a different kind of preacher. You might have a different kind of organization. You might wear robes or something, but you need to know something. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that's enough for me. And if you don't believe it, I still believe God loves you and that's enough for me. We will love you regardless. We will serve you regardless. There are no statements of faith you have to sign to be a part of this church. We allow people in, allow, it's the internet. How are we going to stop it, right? We allow people in that don't believe in God. And they, they email me from time to time, and I must say, every single one I've received in the last 11 months has been respectful and kind, even though they have questions. Thank you. That's excellent. We have people in religious circles that have written unkind ones, but they think they're doing that for God, and so I'm not going to get mad at them, because. The bathwater's gone. It's time for joy. Amen, church? All right. Misha, would you bring the team up and let's do the last two songs. We'll have a prayer, but that does not close a worship service. (laughs) You are still worshiping unless you're going to mow the lawn. Then you are excused.